fucking show. Get ready. You already hear that? No. What are you talking about? Uh, something sounded kind of weird with that. Nah, I didn't. Welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. I'm your announcer, Max. Hey, today we got a fun one for you folks. And we have The Truman Show from 1998. Uh, we have here starring Jim Carrey along with Laura Linney, a few other good people, and you'll be suffering a good old time, Robert Loja, and uh, a few people? other people are there as well. And you have some fun and uh, enjoy the show and uh, have yourself a good day. Yes. Be in the show. Yeah. Be in the show. And don't exist outside the show. Yeah, I don't know what the... uh... Go over there, Max. We're we're done with you This kind of freaked me out, but okay. Uh, Yeah, skimper away. Internet. (laughs) And uh, can you turn off the TV while you're at it? All right. Huh. I feel old. Do you feel old? Yeah, I do. I call that old math when you calculate that something that makes you feel old that you remember being new. Yeah, it seems so bizarre, but hey, I don't know. Hell, so welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Kaz. Hell, uh, yeah, as Max said, this is a fun one for you here. Let's pull up some notes for a moment, but... I enjoyed this movie a lot more now. Me too. A lot more now than I did before. Last time I saw it, I was kind of like bored. But I don't know if it's because I was looking for like a, a story form thing. You know. Yeah. Like, dr- dramatic, a theory, a story, whatever. Well, I know it has a story form, but you know. Mm. Or if it's just the change of times or age or what. Cause I think the last time we saw this, there was... Already a bunch of, like, reality TV shit going around. Right, like, yeah. I was wondering, does this hold up now that reality TV's taken off? And then I was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, I really think it did. I think that's, you know, with... I was able to look at it as more of a... Um, more of an outsider perspective, you know, outside the reality TV. And, I mean, we haven't really been inundated with reality TV in a long time. I mean, it's still around, and uh, what's the what else is... I don't know, Twitch is popular now, so... Right, but that's sort of a different form. And it's just, you look at this as more of a psychological experiment rather than reality <laughs> TV before it was like reality Baby TV. Like Baby Albert on crack. Replace Santa Claus with Drowning Dads. Yeah. Drowning Dad drama. Triple D. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, this movie is, it's got a lot of different, you know, psychological things to it. I think um, if you like Pleasantville, you would like this movie and vice versa. Yeah, and fun fact, too, is this movie was actually filmed in a town called Seaside, Florida. Huh. And um, I was listening to this a few days ago on a podcast that I'm a pretty big fan of, 302010. By chance, anyway, the 302010 podcast, hearing this, I would love to be on the show, or at least just do that. Notice me, senpai. Yeah, but they're, they're a great podcast reviewing pop culture news. 30, 20, 10 years ago, and this happens to be the 20th anniversary just about this week of The Truman Show being released. 
and we could be about a day. It was released on, oh, yeah, released on June 1st, so yesterday. Yeesh. So, Jesus. So, it is here. So, we joined this around 10, 000, day 10,909 of the Truman Show, which is just under 30 years. Oh, fuck. Do you think that... Do you honestly think something like this could last 30 years, or would people be fucking bored with it? Uh, well, the news lasts and lasts. Yeah. You have to suspend disbelief. Yeah, like... Because I'm pretty sure most people would be, you know, with the... Hey, don't put him in jail. This is jail. Kind of... Yeah. You you just gotta kind of you know accept the reality you've been given. <laughs> yeah, true, true. As it as he says. <laughs> yeah, which is very very strange. But I mean, it's the maybe, like maybe Christoph, the director in the movie, was uh, you know preemptively telling the haters, uh, I uh, just go with it. Yeah, true. Like even like. I watched a lot of, um, well, I used to watch a lot of vlogs on YouTube and a lot of vlogger families. And even for myself, like, there's... <laughs> Sorry, Adam's family reflex. <laughs> that was good. And, uh, a lot of vlogger families, and they had a, um, you know, like, there's one, you know, the, uh, the Shea Carl family and the Butler family that have been going on for years. And, I mean, they, they went almost eight years straight. Fuck. And after almost seven years, they finally started saying, okay, we're not going to do every day because we're just tired of it. Yeah, we got tired after um, two, one, two months. Yeah, it was about a month and a half, and we're like, yeah, we can't do this. It, it was really, really bad. Yeah. Um, sort of. Yeah, but it just it was too much of a pace. But anyway, so it's like, I think, I don't really think well, something like this could really last forever because I think people would be bored. I would think your star would be suicidally depressed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he. The thing is, Truman didn't know. True. Yeah, he didn't know at all, which is the big caveat. But if he did know, I think yeah, he would be very different. How did they pull off that Mount Rushmore trip? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but even in that scene, you know, where they had that, they had like they're like, oh, let's do this, and they're viewing it with a little magnifying glass. Yeah. But just like basically saying, hey, look at the tiny details. You know, look at all this shit, and you, you know, too close, man. Yeah, you're like, wow, it looks really small. They all look small, honey. They all look very small. But, um, you know, even, like, Laura Linney, who did this, or, like, you know, somebody, she does all the plot, product placement revenues and does all, like, those little oddities and, you know, <laughs> little stupid things. But she had to be paid a shit ton more than all the other actors, mm. you know, in this fictitious world. Oh. You know... Like, she's the actress that has to be able to live a life and sleep with this guy. Yeah. You know, and basically, yeah, the Truman Show is my life. And, like, yeah. And basically, his buddy, um, who uh, is played by there, his buddy Brian, or, you know, I'm sorry, Walter, who, oh, uh, no, that's Truman's father, but the dude who plays his best friend, you know, since they were seven, 
um, oh, Noah Emmerich, so it plays Lewis, but the, um, you know, he, he's just basically the guy that brings beer over the house. Well, that's his cover for if he has to go step in for an emergency. True, true. Are we doing a scene by scene or just? I'll just kind of run with it, you know. So. I, I was thinking at the part with the where they're at the docks and Truman's all like, uh, at the very beginning. I don't know. Um, fuck, my brain went blank. Um, when they're at the docks and he's about to get the ticket and he sees the boat underwater. No, not that. At night, when they're having the beers and he's talking about getting away from the place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's... it's what was his buddy's name? I could see him, but I can't... Lewis. Oh, that, that's, that was his name? Yeah. Yeah, Lewis Coltrane. Um... Coltrane? Like, now I'm thinking about jazz. Yeah. <laughs> well, his name was Marlon, but the yeah, actor Marlin. name was... Yeah, yeah. Didn't say Marlon, because I don't know the actors, except yeah. for Jim Carrey. But, um... He, yeah, Marlon was, uh... Um... Before the whole I would never lie to you thing. Yeah. They talk about desperation, and then that he knows what it's like. And I was thinking, hey, maybe he's kind of hinting that he's that working on the Truman Show as his best friend is like a dead end job too. But then yeah. you see uh, director Kristoff is feeding him wine, so we we don't know. If, but hell, maybe the director he's kind of trapped. The entire people watching the show are kind of trapped in it too. Yeah, like the guy who never leaves his bathtub. You the fuck? <laughs> who is his bathtub <laughs> man? I have a lot of questions about that guy. Yeah. In general, like sitting there watching and doing that in his bathtub forever, it just like yeah. It was reminded me when I was a kid. My mom would say, "You got to get out of the bathtub, or else you'll permanently look like a raisin." Yeah. You know, I'm like, is that you mean how... the California raisins where people all are? <laughs> and I just wanted to sit and play in this water, and I was just really chill. You know, yeah. I'm like, I just want, I just want to hang out. I just want to hang out in the bath. I just want to chill for a little while. And, you know, it's like, no, you'll get to go here. I'm like, is that how is that how my grandparents look so old and wrinkly? Yes. Yeah, I really wish she would have said that because that would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he does have a lot of it. And, I mean, it's a little town of Sea Haven, uh, which... It's basically Pleasantville. Yeah, which in reality, yeah. It, yeah, it is, and it's this, More you than know, one road. It's this giant dome of a studio that has been constructed. We find out later that it's the by uh, behind the Hollywood sign. Yeah, basically Harry Shear, uh, who plays this uh, announcer that does the show. That's everything behind the show. Uh, and that uh, was him. Yeah, that was Harry Shear. I didn't hear any Simpsons character in his voice. I know. Voice. I, was I like, know. Oh. Yeah, it just like you could hear like a little bit of Reverend Lovejoy, which is the closest no, to him. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, like. I could hear slightly, but all he has to do is just talk a little slower. You know, it's just well, I expected that. Well, how do you expect Truman to go ahead and believe in a god? <laughs> you, you'll have to put away suspect. You can't be like. You know, anything speculative, like, I don't know, the purge or whatever, yeah. probably will bring up questions like, how did everybody get on board with whatever this thing is that is kind of insane, but... Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, 
you could put it aside easily because I don't know, maybe it's a metaphor or something. I think honestly, it's like it's you know round about the time that it's been there. I mean, it's been everybody you assume is right around Truman's age because the big characters, you know, at least the big leads. You know, you got his buddy Marlon, um, you have uh, Sylvia, and you have um, his wife. You know, you assume they're all around the same age, so at least they were probably brought in as, you know, as kids. Yeah. You know, at least so they notice it, but, you know, his wife wasn't brought in, Laura Linney's character uh, wasn't brought in until later on, you know, at least as we see in college. Yeah. So like, Oh, that's the one. And then you see that things are set up, you know, that it's not all just, you know, turn on the cameras and let's see what happens. Oh yeah. Type deal. It's, it's all, it's all orchestrated. He's making eyes at, uh, you know, somebody else. Yeah. The activists trying to shut the show down. Yeah. True. True. I just read something here that it was interesting. They waited for um, uh, Peter Ware, who directed this, waited for Jim Carrey to finish up Ace Ventura, Pace Detective, I'm sorry, Liar, Liar, um, in order to do that. Then he could film this, but his... um, his Ace Ventura pet detective role reminded the director about Charlie Chaplin. How? And I mean, I've never seen it, but isn't that one of the wacky rubber face kind of... There is kind of, and there is some pratfallness, and it is sort of like it, and I could see that, but, you know, Jim Carrey wanted to do something a lot more, uh, you know, more on the normal side and wanted to show people that he could act. The, uh, you know, the old comedian wants to try the serious Role. Yeah, and he actually is a good serious actor. But he did have you know moments of levity, and he yeah, went, you know when he's starting to go crazy, he's yeah, all like yeah, let's drive. Wee! But you got to think as well, like what um, Jim Carrey's roles were like at that time, you know, with The Mask and Ace Ventura and all the others, and even Liar Liar was about you know a divorced dad who was trying to get closer to his son, but he was a pathological liar. Well, that was more serious. Yeah, it? it was slightly, but it did have you know his antics to it. Not as strong as role, but it was it was all right. Um, definitely not as memorable as this one, but I mean, he wanted to, um, you know, they wanted to say this and the funny thing is 30 years ago on the same day, Tom Hanks released the movie big. Hmm. So it's like, you kind of wonder like, okay, is this Jim Carrey's big? Like where it could show he could be a little more versatile. Oh, that's how, what was Tom Hanks doing before that? Cause did silly dumb 80s comedies that you know he wasn't taken as a genuine actor like he actually has range okay. you know or here like this well, biggest least, one was bachelor party at least i never heard of it but at least this oh, it's awful. at least this movie as far as a four-way for a comedian into drama was less uh disturbing than one hour photo funny you say that because With, uh, one robin considered williams. for the role robin williams was considered for the role just imagine that just really differently i could could see that but i I like it the way it is you just picture i know we do usually like i I would save this for fantasy casting but i'm just picturing something like like the the family guy episode where there were like a million robin williams peter had the ability to turn everybody into robin williams (laughs) what the fuck was that like oh no we're never gonna get out of here 
Somebody's looking at me. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Who the, fuck the are you? Genie. <laughs> Who the fuck are you doing that? Why are you talking about Coco? Who are you saying this for? You said do something. What's supposed to be about her? What's the matter with you? God, I miss him. Mm. Uh, but he just... I think it's one of those that's constructed as a beautiful psychological archetype. And I mean, I... I see this myself, you know, where it's like I, but I've worked for this corporation for a very long time, and you know, occasionally it's just you kind of wonder, you got to wonder about, you know, what is there outside of this constructed world? And I mean, if you if you work for something for so long, like okay, what would I do if I did stuff differently? And you know, where. A couple of things that I like about it, like uh, Truman met everybody in college, you know, conceivably he's right around 29 years old at the time. Mm. You know, right around, all, or almost 30. I, I was going to say 30s. Yeah. Maybe yeah, he's, he's almost there. But at the very beginning, you know, he's searching Fiji and he's searching, he's obsessed with trying to find Fiji. Yeah. You know, and you don't really know why just yet, but... Other than he wants to be an explorer or something. Yeah. Well, it all ties in, you know, and then you see later, you know, how they made the manipulation, you know, and how they changed some things, because, you know, I want to be an explorer. Oh, everything's already been discovered. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Like, it's just that everything's designed around this one person, and... You know, I'm glad that they did this. Why they have a travel agency? (laughs) I don't know, but um. (laughs) Well, they set up the travel agency and like. As an air picture of an airplane getting zapped by lightning and saying, "This could be you." And even a real travel agency would say, "Hey, you know, we shouldn't put danger of terror, terrorist of travel." On these areas, you know, it like, wasn't terrorist, was it? It was like you could get a disease, or disease. yeah, this could happen to you. The plane could st- get struck by lightning, but also there was, you know, terrorist fears. There was a quick poster. pan shot of a poster, and then it led to him sitting at the ter- oh, you, uh, gangs, diseases. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it said terrorist. Explicit. It did say terrorist oh, on did? there. Yeah, I didn't think yeah, terrorism so was much like, on the radar then. But it's like you don't discourage it, but it's like, hey, here are safe places to travel but and he didn't leave except for the whole rushmore thing that was just a photo so apparently yeah. they mentioned oh you fell asleep the whole tr- time to, on the r- way and uh so what did they set up a mount rushmore somewhere or? probably yeah know. probably like oh it looks really it looks really bizarre and you know i would imagine something like you take pictures and you put forced perspective on it yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, wow, look at that. And, you know, the kid's, the kid is um, young enough that he's not going to realize anything. You know, like... Um, yeah, they said, it, it's, it only looks weird because you were so small. Yeah, true. And I think you and I have uh, somewhat of a similar story <laughs> like that. You know, I remember when I was seven years old, I was telling a friend of mine that I saw the whole world... Oh, and yeah. my mom was laughing hysterically in the front of this van because I went to China Royal and back. Yeah, you know, I had like the Chinese same... Chinese restaurant, yeah. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. A very long car ride with my grandparents. It, well, just seemed long. It wasn't yeah. really that long. But um, And then we passed by a Chinese restaurant, and I was like wondering if we drove around the world or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I just, I like the flow of this, but I like that, um, you know, so, like, I, I feel like the older you get, the more you could probably relate to the sense of desperation if you, as you don't achieve your dreams. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, it also... Like, you just want to get out of the same state you've been stuck in your entire life, and you just... I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, and you also have different um, <sighs> different things happen, and, you know, where you start to see some manipulation or some things that happen, like, immediately within the first few mo- moments after the credits, a stage light crashes on the street. It's serious. You know, and you're star. like, huh. You know, and then there's a ra- there's radio activity that, you know, on the radio says, wow, you know, a plane from Paris crashed and debris is spread all over the place. You know, we're cleaning it up right away. They're like, wait, what? You know, like, okay. And then you see that it's, you already see the cover. I mean, maybe because I've seen this a few times. You know, I started to notice and pick on those little details. You know, and then you see the, you know, the rest of the town, you know, where there's also other dangers of traveling. And one thing I noticed... The that newspaper f- that says, who needs Europe? Exactly. I was just going to say something, is that the front page of the newspaper always changes to what he just said. Hmm. You know, manipul- manipulative and always do that, or how, um... Yeah, how uh, Sea Haven is the perfect town. Yeah, that was another one. You know, and then um, how somebody always orders Dog Fancy magazine. Yeah, I guess. From the newspaper stands. Eventually, he notices that the same couple of people just kind of walk around the street over and over and over. Right, and the the two guys, the two old twins that stop on every day at the same spot. Yeah, what was up with that? There were clients of his. Oh, yeah, but so, still. Well, I think, you know, what happened was they were, um, when later on in the movie where he goes in there and he, it seems like he goes into the office way too early, you know, where they get in there and then they, uh, they go past the, um, the elevator and then they see the, the catering stand and nothing's in the back. Mm-hmm. And that's where he notices something, you know, his first wor- you know, glimpse of something's not right. You know, right at that, I think that's the point where there's like, that's the last two people. They just make sure they stop him first. Just mm-hmm. so they, they get that rest of the set set up. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So at least that's the point with it. But the... Um, I like how they, to keep the ruse going, they almost had to stick a scalpel in an extra's leg. Yeah. Surgery. <laughs> I'll make the incision, you know, and then, then the security gets to him right away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this isn't going to be pretty, and they draw the shade down. Oh, no, you're fine. Oh, That's because yeah. he was stalking his wife to find yeah. out what the fuck she's up to. <laughs> and you hear the doctor here. Oh, shit, he's actually here. <laughs> I will make the incision above the knee. What do they do all day then? I don't know. I mean, oh. I could see the guy. I could see Marlon stalking the supermarket because people live in that town. They need to use, you know, supermarket things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would that would generate the revenue, and you know, this him leaving too. Actually, I realized just killed an entire community. Yeah, they. Christoph said yeah. that it had like the 
about a population size of like a small country working on the show yeah it just killed all of it too but i mean he um robert loja plays the head of the studio too and i just realized he's the man in the moon yeah for the uh that's not chris that's not christoph oh. but it's the other guy they're the guy in the studio the suit at the end who tries to end the transmission he tries to stop everything, but Robert Loja, the only thing I remember him of or that I know of is where he was on Family Guy parodying himself, checking into an airport, and Peter Griffin was behind him. Oh, I you know, R as in Robert Loja. O as in, oh my God, it's Robert Loja. Wait, which guy was he in this movie? He was the, uh, the head of the studio. Who the hell is the head of the studio if not Christoph? Christoph was, was the director. Was he the investor guy? Who, yeah. At the end who was threatening to pull it? Exactly, that guy. Yeah, he was the head of the studio. In the behalf of the studio and the transmission. And that's the one he leans over to Paul Giamatti after uh, Truman walks out. Hey, and the tra- as Christoph is crying. Mm. And, you know, Christoph definitely takes on a god role here. Oh, it's very obvious. Yeah. He, lives the, he stays in the freaking moon and... Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's... Is he doing this for the money or some kind of weird vicarious, you know, he, keep him safe kind of thing or both or all of it or... I don't know. I think all of it, yeah. Because, I mean, what the hell was his backstory? Was he, like, abused or in a dangerous situation and then he's all like, I'm doing good by keeping this guy in this literal egg. Well, you see, that's what I always wonder is, like... I always wanted to see a second Truman show of what's the fallout of all this. Mm. And, you know, how did this all... We get a glimpse of how this all came to be is that they, they wanted to do a show and they wanted to adopt a kid. Uh, and, the first car- corporation to adopt a kid. Yeah. And Insert the, corporations are people joke. Yeah. And, <laughs> Wait, does the corporation have to be married or does that depend on the state? And, you know, whether they're like... Well, it is, the late, it is the late 90s, so yeah. Uh, 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 people couldn't marry corporations back then. Got it. <laughs> Where's it stop? <laughs> Dumbasses. Uh, but the... Um, <laughs> well, not there, but the people who oppose gay marriage were yes, dumbasses. Yes, I, I so. figure you should clarify that. Yeah. The, um, I just think I think that he was trying to do it, and you know maybe it's just that... The one, one line he no- I noticed that he said was, you know, how it's like several unwanted pregnancies. Six. He Yeah. Right, yeah, he was the one who came out right at the airtime, so we named him Truman, and there you go. You know, so whether that had it, and it's like, oh, okay, so it's something that they planned all along, who knows? Well, they had to make the place bigger and bigger and more fancy, and that's why they killed off his dad in a drowning accident, supposedly. Right, yeah, it was a drowning accident. To so make that him way, terrified of the water. So, yeah, you know, so he would never leave the island. Because it's surrounded by water. Yeah. You know, island, duh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and he also wanted to have the first conception on live TV. Um. Well, they, oh, some guy talking about the show in the beginning said, they never, the cops, the I think they were like security guards always yeah. watching, because I could see like a parking garage in the background, and they were mm. Why did they have a calendar with Truman's face with a, a beard and a mustache drawn on it? In permanent know. marker? 
they seem to probably like just, him, so yeah. why did would they deface his picture? Mm, probably just bored. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, it did seem like nothing was really going on, so they just watched that show. Yeah, so they, uh... I don't remember what I was going to say. Well, you're talking about with the uh, show itself. Oh, they said they, they never show anything, you know, talking about Truman doing it with his wife and shit. Mm. They just kind of pan the camera away and you see curtains moving and <laughs> he seemed kind of disappointed. <laughs> just reminded me of what your grandma said about old timey movie <laughs> love scenes. We all know what we were We all we knew, all knew what they were doing. Just panned away to the curtains or a rose yeah. or whatever. Now we pulled back. The doors would shut and a rose would go across the river. And we all knew. And then, you know, nowadays, Vagina. they gotta show all the... Uh, the, uh, the. <laughs> uh, it's not the first time she's done that spiel. Did she do it on our show? Uh, yeah. In one of the saved, photo, uh, saved recordings. Oh, um, what about the one we posted? For There's the treasure of the serum. Oh yeah, we have it on video. We have oh, something okay, on video. On yeah, yeah, yeah. So the um, yeah, you start to see that a lot of things are fake, and I mean, you know, where he um, In, especially the news. But yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Sorry, I wasn't trying to be political. Uh, I was trying to be right. funny. You know, that's all right. But I mean, I like the scenes basically, like where he starts to find out who Sylvia is, and there's the uh, you know the back end. And, you know, she's on the beach, and then she starts telling him, like, hey, it's all for you, this isn't real. Like, they, they're, we're not supposed to talk. Oh, no, this isn't Sylvia's wife. This was the uh, the other one. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, Sylvia was that one? Yeah. Who was his wife's name? Uh, it was Meryl. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah she... Sylvia's the one he made eyes with several times during college. Yeah. But he was always distracted by Merrill or somebody else. Yeah, well, he's looking for looking in magazines for random pairs of eyes. Cuz he's got a what? creepy stalker collage of her face. Yeah, I just I remember who she is. Do I remember like it's not far off and conceivably, you know, he would have been in his early 20s. So from that moment to marriage to now is like maybe 4 to 7 years. Roughly, you know, maybe a little longer, maybe a little less, you know, but somewhere around there. So he it's keeps like, her face, his creepy Frankenstein collage in the in the back of a photo of his wife. Yeah, which is which. That's too bizarre. But I mean, she she was almost too fake. Who? Mer 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 Meryl. Meryl. She was almost too fake to be a wife. I guess. You know, like I've made macaroni and like doing all the random pitches and. Well, yeah. she wasn't the only one to do a pit. There, there was product placement in the, I mean, in, well, in the movie, the Truman Show had yeah. product placement. Like, you know, when he's first going to work he and he gets accosted by his two clients and you could write in front of a camera over a little board for what, free range chicken. Yeah, oh yeah, true. Because he's a free range chicken, basically, for yeah. the consumption of all. Wow. Holy shit, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Wow. Well, wow. everybody loves him because we cut back to the random people watching him. Like, I think there's a bar themed around the show. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the people in Japan watching him, too. I like the little old ladies Aww. who are holding the pillow, too. Yeah, they had a pillow with his face, and they crocheted something that said Meryl after. Yeah. We didn't see the divorce, though, but... 
I'm glad they didn't happen that way. Because mm. at that point, that would have seemed almost too real. But that's the part where I really, I actually, <laughs> I have an issue with this movie and that one section because it almost like hits the gas and rolls forward. Yeah, you know, what do you that? mean? The, the, the problems are going to ramp up naturally in a story. Oh, yeah, but it just seemed like, you know, all of a sudden, like, they're talking with Kristoff, Meryl leaves, then, you know, it That's seems cause... like he's just sort of normal. Like, everything's sort of back to normal and just the way things were. Like, I'm wondering, the... is he just kind of going to try to pick up the pieces or embrace yeah. his life as it is because life is fragile, as he says? Yeah, but there there's... You're right, and that happens. He goes about his day. He, you know, the, it's an obvious setup of the new love interest that comes into play. And then he's mowing his grass, he's sleeping in the basement, and then he's gone. Like, it's just sort of like, oh, Jesus. Like, mm. like that, that, you know, I almost wonder if they, like, if they put that together and they did some stuff here because Ed Harris, who played Kristoff, um, never actually met Jim Carrey. And, you know, Paul Giamatti never worked with Jim Carrey either because all those scenes on the moon, those were all done separately. Mm. You know, separate from there. Jim Carrey did his own bit, even at the very end. You know, they just just fed the lines and did it. But it just, it seemed to me like they were missing something there. Like it was a slow buildup or something. I don't know. Uh, What are you talking, what part are you talking about? And the parts there from, like, where they have, Meryl has that huge fight, and she's oh. like, how could they get, want me to work under these conditions? It's unprofessional. Until the part where he's on the boat. Mm-hmm. I think there's something missing there, because it seemed to be that the action goes so quick to well, that scene. Yeah, it's it go- just, get the climax. Yeah, it just goes so quick that something was missing. And, you know, never mind, I mean, the very obvious where everybody's out looking for him in the middle of the night. And, you know, they're all looking around and they're, like, basically goose-stepping their way around. Like, were they all holding hands or something? Like, so Yeah, no I think one they were get... locked arms. It was so like... nobody could run through them? Like a human chain? Yeah, it... It's, a um... net? Just like the guy, the radioactive yeah. guys? Th- I, I don't know if we... Sh- shouldn't we be going a little more in order? I don't know. I don't know either, man. No, it's still, you know, it's still where we are. We're still doing fine. Oh, okay. Well, uh... What does it really matter? Yeah, he just kind of notices things are off, and it just grows and grows until he's all... I don't know, he decides not to go to work, and that's when he finds the elevator, and then goes, tries to find his wife, and uh, in the hospital, and uh, then he goes crazy, and he's like trying to convince her that something's off and but you know she's always just deflecting and yeah because he's all like i know what i know how much you want to bet that uh a lady in a red bicycle and a guy with flowers and uh and a, and a, a, dented, ye- uh, a dented beetle a dented yellow beetle, beetle yeah. is gonna pass right now and then yeah. he's like they, they all walk around and they're a on a loop they go around the block they do it again and that was actually, it was one of the more interesting scenes is when he starts, like, riding around and then they end up, there's a nuclear fallout at the plant. Oh, they keep yeah. trying to throw up obstacles because, yeah. I mean, there's, they figure, 
hey, the the one road out of town goes over the water. Well, first they try a traffic jam, then he kind of maneuvers around, and then suddenly it's gone. So he's all like, see? It's like magic. Yeah. All these things bend around. Suddenly there's no traffic. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, I think it's the cop, too, at the end. You know, oh, you're welcome, Truman. No problem. Like, Truman. How do you know my name? Truman. And Well, he doesn't have to say that, but... You know that he's thinking it, but um, yeah. but yeah, that he does. I'm not sure how. He, oh, he gets he passes his ter- his phobia of water by make closing his eyes and making his sticking his wife's hand on the wheel of the car and hitting the gas and being like, "Drive us across." Yeah. So yeah, they make it, but then there's a sign, forest fire ahead, and he's all like, "Ah, who cares?" And then they drive through a fire, and it's gone and. Um, man, those people must have been pretty on their toes to make a fire. And yeah. then, uh, then it's, there's the air raid sirens and it's nuclear power plant. Uh, it, it has a leak, the cops say. So he's just like, fuck it, runs off on foot. <laughs> and then the dudes in suits, in radioactive suits, try to track him down and they throw a net on him, I guess. What do you just think that meant? Planet of the Apes? Mm. I don't know. It just seemed... I actually drew, I drew the exact same parallel. I only just thought of that just yeah. right now. But no, I drew that exact same parallel there. It's like, get you. I, I expected him to say, get your damn dirty hands off me. <laughs> At that point, if he did, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I'm just like, who the fuck uses a net to capture a person anymore? Why not a taser? Yeah. It just yeah, seems so true. Point. But yeah, I guess they drag him back. But they're also, there's a lot in this that, you know, you got to think about. At the time, no one knows what year this truly is. I mean, supposedly this is 1998. But it's very 50s style. And, well, at least you know, in the, the bubble. The, right, yeah. And the internet wasn't what it was, or what wasn't what it is now, obviously. You know, the, perhaps the nobody GIFs, would be listening to us, yeah. The, the GIFs took forever to load. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And, and it was all... Yeah, but still... It's we old, like, we know that sound. Right, but still, it wasn't like what it is now, where it's, you know, a part of everyday life. It was just a tool that some houses had, you know, for some areas. So I it's remember like you, before that, slightly... I vaguely do, yeah, but it's still, like, it's just some places had it, so I I think that the, um, I think that, you know, when you personally look at it, I think that, you know, some things had to be different, like, I really want to see a second version, like, the, the moment he walks out of that bubble, does he walk right back in and go, okay, I'll play along? I don't know, I kind of like that I normally complain about abrupt endings, but I think it worked here. First time, I fucking hated that. Mm. I absolutely fucking hated that, which I really didn't think it was that great. Because he does, after he goes crazy, he makes his escape, digging out that hole that he was gardening in before. Right. Uh, Oh, yeah, he... He makes them think that maybe he's dead by, like, hiding a snowman under a blanket with a tape recorder playing snoring sounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's how he makes his escape. And um, he, he, then he's on a boat sailing away. 
and uh, they try try to stop him with a storm, but nearly drown him. And I think maybe I think that's when people start to realize, oh God, what have we been complicit in? Yeah. Or at least some of them. Kristoff is like, no, no, but even he kind of relents. At least don't kill him. Yeah. Yeah, but he also wants to see really good TV. So, yeah. like, even the scene where, I mean, I personally was emotionally drawn to the scene where his dad came back. Yeah, that's kind of what starts this whole thing. I yeah, think. what ends it. At least at first. What, well, it puts a Band-Aid on the whole problem. But well, the, scene that's, the scene that really gets it all going the is when... The hobo guy that was his dad. Oh, 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 right. Because okay. his dad shows up in disguise as a hobo guy, and he's all like... And, and then Drew tries to... Yeah. He doesn't say anything, but, you know, touches his face or something. And then people run out and grab, drag him away. Yeah. And then newspapers try to cover it up saying something about the homeless problem. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing, is you see medium manipulation already, and that just, that is like, wow, like, that's interesting. Mm. Especially, like, people would really enjoy watching this now. I would, yeah, for that, I guess, you know, that makes for, sense. Not just for that, but I mean, I think this is something, you know, now that, you know, we have, I think we had our... You know, we have some reality TV that's still around now, but it's not what it used to be at this level. I think it would hold up pretty much regardless of time because you can see the theme as a metaphor for feeling trapped. Right, yeah, and it's more... It's more of the human condition. Thank you, yeah, it's more of the human experience. And is fate versus how much can I control my own freedom. True. True, yeah, and you know, there's a... I like um, when his boat, his boat's the Santa Maria. Is that the one Columbus was on? Yeah. Uh, and I'm like thinking, oh man, he's gonna, hey, watch it there, you might fall off, the, you might sail off the edge of the world, <laughs> and then he kind of finally smashes into the side of the sky, mm. <laughs> and then he yeah. t- touches it, tries to... That first scene, I remember when I first saw that, I, it was like two o'clock in the morning, and... I was in the middle of just... I was feeling awful. Mm. I'm sitting on my laptop, and I think I was still living with my parents. I, I most likely was. And I just... I had a cold, and I'm just watching it. I remember that. I remember jumping back, like, oh, my God. Like, just the sound suddenly... Like, wait, what? Like, he finds one brief moment of peace, and suddenly it's like, wait. Oh, shit, this is fake. I was right. He gets the real definite finale that this is this has all been you know, here. But the um, this one thing I was noticing Can you is explain Fiji. Um yeah. That yeah. Uh, because when um, uh, Sylvia. Okay. Oh, he finally got to. He was gonna study in college, and then Sylvia was there, and so they made a break. She must have been an activist already, because she was yeah. like, "I can't talk to you," and she had a button that said, "How will it end?" Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, they sneak off to the beach right away, and she said she only has a few minutes before she gets caught, so they she quickly tries to explain it to him, but her, but some guy claiming to be her dad shows up in a car and says, uh, you know, talks about her having an basically implying she's schizophrenic or something, and uh, and then says, yeah, we're we're moving to Fiji. Yeah. I guess it's, like, literally on the other side of the world from where they are, so... 
Oh yeah, there's even a scene in the beginning, you know, where they show the it. Golf like, ball, yeah. They show it on the golf ball, and even says, "All the way on the other side of the world, there's Fiji." And she's like, "Come meet me," or something. If he, if she escaped or some, I don't know. Yeah, and I see at the end, you know, she's running out her the door of her apartment, and you're like quickly grabbing her coat and running. I would imagine she doesn't live very far away from the Big Bubble Studio. Yeah. At all. You know, that she would probably find it almost immediately. Um, but apparently, um, one thing in noticing it is that the uh, the religious connotations is somebody from the Mormon church uh, noted that Christoph represents Jesus, clearly. You know, with oh, Christoph, <laughs> you know, the off-Christ, uh, comparing the megalomaniacal hollow producer to Lucifer, uh, the conversation between Truman and Marlin at the bridge is compared to Moses and God. There was with... a character named Moses in there. I saw it in the um, the subtitle. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that one. I, I, I saw that, yeah, I don't know who it was. Maybe one of the soundboard guys? or. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it must have been Paul Giamatti's character. must have been Moses. But I mean, yeah, at yeah. the end when he crashes in, and luckily there's a there's a set of stairs in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, leading to a, a door, not not nothing super fancy. Where he finds the exit sign. I didn't see an exit sign, but um, it said exit right on the door sign right there. Oh well, yeah. yeah then Kristoff tries to talk him into staying, like you know, because the whole world it inspires them, and that life is safer in the bubble. But, I don't know, I think this free-range chicken's ready to hatch, so he's like, yeah, yeah I'm leaving, bye. Yeah, that was a good, uh, was a good ending, it and, really was. Yeah. And then people cheer, even though they'll lose their show that meant so much to them that they sometimes even let it run throughout the night to stay comfortable. Yeah. Which I feel like more and more makes sense. Like, mm. you know, just having something in the background with people talking is kind of soothing sometimes when you're busy yeah. and alone. Yeah, like I even do that if I'm real busy. I'll throw headphones on and I'll throw like a, like an old techno thing on just to keep myself in focus. Well, I was talking more like yeah. like I like to wa- watch or listen to reviews of shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely I don't know yeah. if it's just, I don't know, tricking my primitive parts of my brain into thinking there's human companionship because I work at home or what. Yeah. But I know there's something to what there's something to it. I've heard that before. Yeah, I just want to be cute. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, Mr. Teeny. Don't be offended. I, you're a perfectly good cat, but I don't know. Brains, braining, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I oh the the very last scene is the security guards. And and the the show go finally goes off the air, and the security guards are like, "Well, what else is on TV?" Yeah, fine. What else is on? Like, but that's good because life moves on. I guess. Yeah, I still wanted to see the original story. What do you mean? I mean, well, I'm sorry. I still not the original. I wanted to see what's next. A denouement, or how yeah. do you say it? Or what's next? What do they do right after it? I would love to see a Truman Story 2 where it's right Electric after... Electric Boogaloo. Right, <laughs> right after he gets out of the bubble. A big like, lawsuit? He, um, Kimmy Schmidt? I don't know. I would, ima- yeah, I would imagine something like that. Like he would sue the shit out of everybody. 
And then, you know, they would have, like, some tie-in. Then he could with, go to Fiji for realsies. Yeah, and then there would be some tie-in with Men in Black where he'd wipe his memory and then they'd just start the show over again. Because you know there'd be some fucking reboot right now. Oh, jeez. You know, there'd be a Truman Show reboot or, like, there'd be another person that they would go ahead and do this to. Mm. At some point, and then Truman trying to go ahead and bring that place, to bring the studio down. Because then he's got to go get a job. He's got to be, you know, because all this shit, there's so many questions about this. Because he gets there, he gets two mag, he gets a magazine and a paper, pays a dollar for it. And in 1998 money, if you figure it out, like, you know, magazines cost maybe 7 to $10 now. They do? That's a cheapy one, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I remember, like, comic books being a buck 75 or... Oh, yeah, yeah. Or a buck 50. Yeah, so you're thinking, like, then. you know, in all this, like, almost utopian sense, I mean, he probably has no idea how money actually works. Like, he has bills that need to be paid. They have to make car payments, sure, but what is the reality of it? Like, even if he somehow, like, the, his, there's a scene where his boss says, hey, they're going to make cutbacks, so you need this, Truman, you need this. And they're like, yeah, sure, they're going to make cutbacks, but if he actually lost his job, he'd find something almost immediately because he's not really in control. Like, Kristoff would probably have him... He's a star, though, in the real world, so I don't think he'd have much trouble getting something. But what would he have to offer? I mean, his star power would run maybe... Commercials? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, his star... Maybe, I don't know if it would run that long, but... You know, it'd be life, but... Maybe he wouldn't be able to function without being watched, so he'd be like, all right, film me, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, scratch my butt. <laughs> <laughs> did he, did he, if they never edited it, could he get away with saying fuck? <laughs> okay, Drawn Together, the movie was awful, but it was funny with the... Shit cut. I, I said, hey, uh, we didn't get centered. I, <laughs> I said shit. I said cunt. Shit cunt. <laughs> what about shit? What about cunt? <laughs> what about shit cunt? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was funny. Yeah, I think I would recommend this again to really anyone. Yeah, it was better than when I saw it in It was much better. I don't remember the first time I saw it. Uh, hmm. I mean, I think it was profound the first time I saw it. Not so much the second time, but now it's better the third time. Yeah, it... You think it's a product? The change is due to our ages, life experience, or the zeitgeist. I think life experience, but also I think you know we don't consume the entertainment like we used to, because this is something that you I know. I do in different forms, though. Right? Yeah, we don't. We, it's not the. Um, I never really watched reality shows. Yeah, as the same, but we all knew about it. it. Was like inundated, and there was stupid reality well, shows we, like Stars Without Makeup and shit. What? No, that was a real. That was a real That's legit show. Stupid. Stars without makeup. Then again, and it's just random crap. It sounds like a but, natural extension of the 1950s. They had their unscripted television as like what game shows. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and true. I, I like this, and I mean, you know, Seaside seems really interesting. You know, to check a, a place to check out, and I mean, it reminded me very much of like, um, the town of Little Compton. 
mm-hmm. live down there. I mean, there's um, there's only one chain uh, chain business in the entire. There's a there's a bank that has a, that has a couple other banks in Rhode Island, and that's about it. But everywhere else, there's like this little um, convenience store that sells all these little things, and you know they have charter internet down that way. What's uh, that mean? Uh, charter internet, which is basically like small town Comcast. Oh, a name of a company. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, is that so, a kind of internet? Yeah, they have they have stuff that you know basically they have stuff there. It's just, it's very much you know a town to itself, and you know all the all the houses you know at least almost in the a lot of houses in the exteriors kind of look the same. And, you know, in some areas of it, so it's, it is unique. But at least there, I'm sure everywhere around New England, you know, we all have some town and almost a town in every state mm. like that, you know, to a, to a degree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, what do you think for fantasy casting, if we could redo this? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna go really, really obscure. Charlie here. Chaplin? No, uh, no. I'm just gonna say with one of those that would be really, really interesting. I would say Harold Lloyd. Mm. I was thinking, what if Buster Keaton? But Harold Lloyd's got the super smiley guy thing going on. The smiley guy thing, but also he does those things like where he's trying to avoid the camera and. Harold Lloyd does that thing where he's standing right behind somebody as they're trying to look for him. Yeah. And he's directly behind them right out of view. It's hard to describe in audio, but you just got to see what I mean. Like whenever the person turns, he turns at the same Exactly, time. yeah. yeah. Kind of like the Harpo mirror bit thing. Yeah. But like I, I would say like, you know, a Harold Lloyd type character would be really funny. Do you um, work in silent form? You think? I mean, I know he did talkies, but just speculating. I don't know if I could get across the idea. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, there wouldn't be here. I mean, there would be obviously giant cameras and somebody doing like oh, a yeah. crank camera too. Yeah. Now try to disguise that in somebody's button. Because <laughs> a lot of the cameras, I guess, were concealed in buttons or, you know, the neighbor with the trash barrel with the weird dome on it. Yeah. In the middle. Body yeah. cams. So yeah. the, the Truman Show is what? The police? <laughs> oh, God. GoPro? Yeah. Let's, let's put... Let's put a GoPro on the cat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of YouTube shows could do this now, but this is a really interesting piece of art. I'd seriously say go check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, now I think the other side of it, um, I really think just kind of freeform thinking, one actor that would do very well would be Christopher Walken. What? And the only reason I could see it is I just kind of want to see him do this. Just, hey. I get more sporadic, you know, they're going to find me. You know what else I thought of? Hmm. The, the, you know, suburban place. Kind of remind me of Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yeah. Like, what would happen if you just kind of plunked Edward in, into there? Because that's basically... <laughs> yeah. Or, or, uh, yeah, or the Pleasantville people and, uh, you know... Yeah. 
Yeah, Toby McGuire would do really well. I mean, hell, you could just put the whole... And then What's-Her-Face could teach the uh, Truman how to jack it off. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do it in the tub. Oh, God, I hope that's not what Tub Guy was doing. No! <laughs> I know the scene where you almost gets out, and you almost kind of see side-ass, too. <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> no, there, but he spends time, the whole time we see this dude in the fucking tub, and... He's got a weird-ass mustache. <laughs> a perv mustache? Oh, he, he's got that mustache that you know he's jerking off when you don't see him. <laughs> like, that weird-ass little tiny thing and that weird hair and, like, goo, like... Skinny, not Hitler. Yeah, like, just uh, that weird little, like, greasy-ass hair, like... You know, like, yeah, like, no, 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 no. No, he's just, just a skeevy-ass fan. Yeah, you did it, you did it, you did it. Like, yeah, he splashes everywhere, but yeah. I mean, when everyone's cheering for him, it's it's nice. Yeah. Because they're not so, like, oh no, we're going to lose our favorite show in the world. Yeah. They're, I don't know. Yeah, and things move, you know, things need to close, and I mean, that's just, that's just the sense of it. I mean, some things we always want to move on, we always want to see these shows last forever, like... I just watched a I, I watched a video on YouTube a few weeks ago about how um, and I'm gonna alienate some listeners slightly huh? um, who are fans here, but just hear me out fully, gang. If you if you're listening still, um, the video was about why Doctor Who should end. Mm. And, you know, while it's there, it's a great show, and I'm sure Jody Whalen's gonna do a good job. Every story has to have a beginning, middle, and end. And it has to have... We're looking... I think people well, are looking for... it did end for a while, and then they brought it back. Well, no, it just abruptly stopped. They just stopped filming. They didn't have a oh. wind-down or anything. So you just have random series adventures, and you just kind of keep adding and adding and adding. And, I mean, eventually, I think, for the Truman Show itself, you're right. Like The button that it, she was wearing, how's it going to end? Yeah, like, what is the ending? And, you know, okay, it ended. And then, you know, what's the next chapter of the story? What's the fallout? And, you know, I, I, I know I keep coming back to that, but I'd, I'd be incredibly interested in that. Or whether they would just start the whole thing again, I don't know. Like a Saw sequel kind of thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, Saw still had some layers to it, but I don't know. Oh, I'm not criticizing. Yeah. It's just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, what else you got? Um, hmm. I don't know if I have much else other than uh, what if any of the elements had been changed? Uh, I don't know what the... Hmm. Like, what if you put Edward hands in there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What if it turned out he was just schizophrenic the entire time mm. and really did just lose his mind? Well, like uh, St. Elsewhere Hospital, St. Elsewhere ending? Oh, no, that was just because it was a kid imagining it. Yeah. But I didn't mean that. I just mean because, you know, in the beginning when he thinks people are watching him, and well, they really are, but that yeah. it just sounds so much like paranoid schizophrenia kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Hearing things, talking to him, or thinking people are watching him, that kind of stuff. I don't even think we'd be talking about it. No, I don't mean yeah. if that's how they ended, and I'm just saying... Yeah, if that was the whole thing, like, it ended up... Yeah, it was really true. It turned out whole... he was in the Matrix the whole time. 
Yeah, well, well, he kind of was. Yeah, but maybe (laughs) Kristoff was in the Matrix, and he wakes up, and he's like, oh, no, I'm the one. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's time to call it. All right, so I'll see here. So we'll do this next week again. Um, There'll be probably a couple of episodes this month that, you know, we... um, Record at random different times, you know, whether we'll not so post we on Saturday or get not. get Bob on the show? Cause he's yeah. Working. Yeah, to get him on the show. Also, we have our anniversary next week. Oh, yeah. And here, you know, so we got that. And a trip. And we're going to be, yeah, weeks. we're going to be gone. We're going to be out of town for a little while. Um, but, you know, we'll see what, what goes. Wild Hunt t- 2 tournament. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what goes there, whether we record from a hotel or whatever. Um, we'll figure it out. The so, tournament's going to be on Twitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you... Uh, wish me luck. Yeah. <laughs> if you um, want to be a guest on our show, definitely go ahead, email us, movietheatertimemachine at gmail.com. Do we have a way? You can uh, reach us at... Huh? For audio talk? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can reach us as well on Facebook, on Twitter, um, and, you know, that's really our pretty much our chosen ones. You can reach out anyway there, um, you know, do that so you can get on and uh, see what we can do. And there's Movie Theater Time Machine merchandise on Zazzle, so if yeah. you want a coffee mug or something, yeah, you can get one made there. Yeah. With the logo I designed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Hey guys! Oh, what what up? Hey, is uh, is anybody still watching us? I don't think they ever watched us. Cause I get the feeling that people have been watching or listening to us for a while. That's a good thing. Are you? We're a podcast. We we explained to you that's basically radio, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Max, so silly. How do you how how self aware do you think Max is? How what? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, right. Self-aware. Oh, all right. So, well, all right. Be good, folks. Be good. Take care of yourselves, but don't be too good. <laughs>